So the next thing is, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Y'all with me? It's Christmas. I, I took my little boy, Mr. Brandon, took Payson to, to, to North Carolina to ride the Polar Express. This little boy, I've been telling him all the way going up there, boy, you better behave. If you, if you do this, I'm going I'm, I'm to let you ride a train. We threatened him all the way there. We get up there. It's freezing cold. Sabrina bought all of us those little head things. goes over your ears. I call them a sock hat. I don't know what they call it, but we had those things on. Payson's on my shoulders, and he's just like, Daddy, where's the train? Daddy, where's the train? I was like, I don't know, son. Where's the train? Daddy, there's the train tracks. Where's the train? I was like, it's coming. Train's coming? Yes, son, the train's coming. Sabrina's in there checking out clothes. Imagine that. But she was in there checking out some stuff. And, and, and me and, and Payson just hanging out by the train track. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you hear the horn blow. Payson said, Daddy, that was the train. I was like, yeah, that's the train, son. He said, train's coming. I said, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. And I could tell the excitement in his voice. All of a sudden, we saw that light come break out of the darkness, that one big light, and you hear the train, chugga, chugga, chugga. He went ballistic. The train did it, the train. Here comes the train. Here comes the train. And, and, I, and, I, and I was thinking about that this morning. As Christmas gets here, how much are we excited about when's Christmas going to come? When's Christmas going to come? It's here, it's here, it's here. We get to celebrate Jesus. When, do we have that anticipation, that excitement about Christmas? I'll tell you the truth. I don't sometimes. Sabrina calls me Scrooge every year. She wants to put up a Christmas tree. I'm like, uh. She, she, she uses Payson now to influence me. Do it for Payson. I, I don't get caught up in those things. I, I hate going and buying gifts. I, it just gets on my nerves. And what happens is I allow American Christmas to suck Christ out of Christmas for me. I promise I'm going to get to the good part in a minute. Here's the thing. The, 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 when I hear tis the season, I'm thinking about, yes, it's talking about Jesus. But it automatically goes to presence. It all goes to those things. And, and, it, and it gets me. We're buying gifts for people that don't need nothing. And you know what's crazy about this next couple days? All of you in this room are going to tell so many lies. You know that? Oh, I love it. That's just what I wanted. Come on. Knowing, doggone well, you're going to take that $5 flashlight that Aunt Susan gave you and throw it in the basket with all the other junk you got last year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, we, we turn it into us and we, we make it so self-centered. And it's crazy. We make it totally about me. Totally about me. And it's different when we're giving to people who actually need a hand up. But it's so different because we made it about getting this and getting that and doing all these things. And we're all stressed out. There's a lot of you in this room that is carrying so much anxiety right now because you haven't got everything on your list yet. I didn't buy this one that. What did they get upset? 
we make it, and we, we cause so much drama on ourselves because we haven't made Christmas about what it is. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And as I was thinking, somebody the other day from the church, I'm not going to call them out or nothing, but he asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And in my heart, I'm thinking, I want you to love Jesus. And if I would have said that, they would have been like, what you mean? You don't think I love Jesus? Oh, what you mean? But that's the thing, like my heart, church, is not that you would get everything that you wanted for Christmas, is that you would actually love Jesus Christ during this season. Because that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And, and, and it's so crazy. It, is that we have to fight. We literally have to fight to make Christmas about the king. A holiday that was created to celebrate the birth of Jesus, we have to fight to make it about Jesus. Isn't that crazy? And it's, it's, we, and I, I thought about it. Not only do we have to fight for it to be about Jesus, but you have to fight for your life to be about the king. Because if you just let it go, what happens is you'll just go with the flow. And next thing you know, you'll be living life for you and not for Jesus. The one that died to make everything possible. There's a, there's a banner when you come in that says it's all about Jesus. And that's what we want to be. I want us to be all about Jesus. And with us being all about Jesus, that means we have to keep our focus on him every day. We've got to keep our intentions on him every day. And we can't allow the drift of this world to make us drift out of the will of God. Amen? It's so, it's so crazy that we can, do, we can allow that to happen. And so I'm fixing to read you an event. We often say the Christmas story, but this ain't a story. This is something that actually happened. Y'all with me? So I'm going to read you the Christmas event in just a second. And it ain't a fairy tale. It's legit. It's in Luke chapter 2. That's where we're going to be this morning. And I want to encourage you to do something today. When you're spending time with family, some of you are going to be the most spiritual people in the room. They're going to ask you to pray. I know. I get that all the time. Before you pray over the food, why don't you say, hey, hold on a second. Let me read you something and read the Christmas story for your family. Because that might be the only time some of them even heard, even heard the scripture that, that year. Read the Christmas story and help refocus your family on the meaning of Christmas. It won't take long. I'm going to do that when I leave here today. But Luke chapter 2. Verse 1 says this. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Verse 3. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house line, to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and he was a son. She wrapped him in clothes and, paced, and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel left him and had gone, when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered on them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus. The name the angels had given him before he was conceived. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as we get into your word and we get into this message, I just pray, God, that we would see your face, we would experience your presence, and God, you would change our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, if I read that story, if I read that event that happened, I, it's so much about this. You can preach so much about this. We could talk so much about this. But as I began to read, I began to ponder on this. I'm like, God, what's the main meaning of this? What do you want, what do you want us to get out of this? And one thing I just kept getting back and back from the Holy Spirit was love. As I got to thinking about how many presents are we going to get this week that are given out of obligation? How many things are we going to get because you was on a list? They just had to get you something. But, but we're not going to get many gifts that come straight from the heart. See, God gave humanity the greatest gift that was ever given, and that was in Jesus. The greatest gift that was ever given. There was so much that we could be that could be said about this, but I'm going to tell you, when Jesus shows up on the scene, church, everything changes. When that little baby was born, everything was changing. Satan thought he had won. When Jesus was born, he was like, uh-oh. See, just like when, when Satan think, thought he was winning in your life until you accepted Jesus and you would feel the Holy Spirit, and he was like, uh-oh. See, church, I'm telling you, when you start following Jesus and you give God your life, everything starts to change. At least it should change. Is anybody excited about that this morning? I mean, have you experienced a change, anybody? Because if you experience a change, you should be a little happy. Y'all with me? A little joy? Not much joy. All right. See, We've got to understand that the birth of Jesus is, is God's expression of love to humanity. I mean, he gave us Jesus. And, and if you look at Jesus, he's so many things wrapped up in one thing. He, he, 
When Jesus was born, it's God bringing us salvation. Praise God. It's through Jesus we would have salvation. It's through Jesus that God's bringing humanity an example to live by. He didn't say, hey, you, you, just, you just try to make it as best as you could. No, his word says to follow behind Jesus, to walk as Jesus walked. He is our example in what it means to please God. He gave it, with the birth of Christ, it brings humanity, I love this, it brings us back to the right relationship with God. Because apart from Jesus, you and I can't have a relationship with God. So that little baby lying in a manger represents so much more than that cute little manger scene that you got on your dresser. It represents God's love for you and me. See, that, that baby shows God's love for us because not only did that baby bring salvation, did he bring back the relationship, did he, did he bring those things, but also because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we get a helper called the Holy Spirit that helps us live this life out. Woo, we can shout glory for that. Amen? Because there's no way for us to live it out apart from the Holy Spirit. Church, I'm telling you, I'm, I mean, the birth of Jesus Christ is a total package. It's a total package. It's not like one of these gifts you're going to get that says battery is not included. It's not like these things that, 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 that take something else to complete it. Jesus is the total package. You will not be complete apart from Christ. He is the total package. He is what completes you. Jesus Christ is what completes you. The birth of Jesus gives us the availability to be complete because I know apart from Jesus, you will always have a hole in your heart. There will always be something that is missing. There will always be something calling you. There's a, you're trying to fill all these voids with all these different things, but until you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you will never be fulfilled because Jesus is a total package. Amen. Girls, I don't care what that man is going to tell you about him going to fulfill you. You won't be fulfilled unless you are in Christ. Men, I want to tell you, there is not enough money that you can make that's going to fulfill you. There's not. There's not. There's not enough toys you can buy that's going to make you feel fulfilled. It's Jesus. Because he's the total package. Man, I, I just, I love that. See, the birth of Jesus shows us, church, how much God loves you. It shows you how much God. A lot of us struggle with significance. A lot of us struggle with, with feeling like we don't matter. A lot of us struggle with that because we've been told we have, we're not worth anything from people all around us our whole entire life. We've been rejected by so many people we feel like we're not, we don't have any value. But the birth of Jesus Christ shows, should show you that you have value in the eyes of God. Because what did he do? He sent Jesus, the king of the world, to be born. And he was not born in the Hilton. He was born in a manger. He wasn't born in a hut. He wasn't born in a, in a, in a slave house. He was born in a place that humans don't even reside in. That's how low. You know why? Well, because oh, poor baby Jesus, though, it's because God was trying to show me and you that there's none of us that are too far away, too low from the hand of God. That he loves the lowliest of lows. Why do you think that he went to the shepherds and he revealed himself to the shepherds first? Because in that time, the shepherds were, were made, were, they, they, were the, they were the outcast. He went to the outcast first and gave them the good news. 
I don't care where you are right now. If you feel like an outcast, you feel like nobody cares about you, Jesus loved you enough to send Jesus for you. Woo, that should get you jacked up this morning. Amen. Y'all going to make me preach this morning. Y'all better come on. I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's the thing that completes us. The love of God should compel us to go further than we ever went, to push in, to, to press in, and not to quit, because look what God did for you and me. Look at how Jesus loved you enough to come out of heaven. Man, come on. Somebody's like, look, you finna come out of that three-bedroom, two-bath house you got that's got heat in there. And you need to save these people. But, but, we ain't going to give you, you don't have no clothes. We're not going to give you anywhere to stay. It's going to be cold too. And you're going to have to sleep with the animals. How many of y'all going to say, sign me up? Come on. But Jesus says, not your will, not my will, but your will be done. And he came gladly for you and me. You know why? Because of the love of God. Man, I, we got to get a hold of that. It's the love of God that brings Christmas. Man, it's so amazing to me. The birth of Jesus, to me, I love this, that it brings sinners back to a relationship with God. It's because of the birth, because of this time, because of this season. We want to celebrate Easter. Easter is the completion of God's plan. Christmas is the beginning. This is when the ball got rolling. Man, that's amazing to me. That God loved you and me enough to send Christ to come, not just to save me, but so that I could have a relationship with him, that I could talk with the God of heaven. It's through Jesus in which I get the opportunity to do that. It's through Jesus that you get the opportunity to talk to God. Man, come on. Some of y'all need to get your Pentecostal dance going on. I mean, that's exciting, right? I mean, my Lord, we get to talk to God because of Christmas. That's amazing. It shows us how important that the relationship means to God. You mean so much to God that he's willing to send his son down here to live in a lowly state, to die a painful death, just to reconcile the relationship that was broken in the beginning. If you're sitting here struggling about significance, you need to put that in your pipe and smoke it. You with me? You need to hang on to that because if you don't feel like you mean anything to anybody, you mean more to, the, to, to God than anything because he sent Jesus to fix that relationship. Man, that's, that's amazing to me. See, sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from God. Apart from Christ coming and dying to pay that penalty for our sins, we would, right now, we would still be empty looking for something to fulfill us. That's why the Israelites kept coming to God and going away, coming to God and going away. They were constantly, find, they, they find fulfillment in God for a season, and then they would go find fulfillment in other things. They were looking for something to fill the void because they never really get it. They never really get that God was the complete package. But it's through the birth of Jesus that we get the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit that that forces that in us, that merges that in us, that, that gives us that drive so that now we understand I'm complete in Christ. I have that feeling that Israelites never had. 
Praise God, I'm not an Israelite. I'm a child of God. Through Jesus. Because of Christmas. Man, that's amazing to me. I love how, how it was God's plan for Jesus to come. This, this simple little 21 verse story, this account shows us how God wants to reconcile each and every one of us back to himself. You know what Christmas should do to everyone that's in this room? It should make us run to God 100 miles an hour. It should make us lay on our knees in front of, you know, in front of our bed at night thanking God for what he's done for us because we get the opportunity to be in relationship with God. And I don't know about you, but that's kind of a big deal. I mean, guys, I'm telling you, if anything, if any gift that ever could be given to you would be that love of God will be placed in your heart. Because if you love God, everything else works out. See, when we get things jacked up, when I love me, No amen, huh? When I love me, then I'm always offended. When I love me, I do things that benefit me. But when I love God, I do whatever he wants me to do because I want him, I want to please him. And see, because of Christmas, church, we get the opportunity to come to him that way. We get the opportunity to come, and we get to come and get on our knees before God that knew me in my mother's womb, that knew me before I was born, that had a plan for my life before my life existed. That loved me that much, that had that much significance in mind for my life, for your life. We get that because of Jesus, because of Christmas, we get to celebrate that amazing love that God gave us, that God had for us. Now, is that not something to get jacked up about? Amen. The birth of Jesus, church, is God's voice screaming. I love you to humanity. He's been trying to tell his people that he loved them for, for generations and generations and generations, but they would only love him for a little bit, and then they would turn back. And, Jesus, and God was like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this forever. They will know for eternity's own how much I love them, how far I will go to redeem them, how far I will give them a way out. So he gave us Jesus and we celebrate Christmas because of that. Man, I'll tell you what, when I think about that, on days when I want to quit, it makes me go a little further. Oh, you're looking at me like, oh, you ain't supposed to want to quit. Huh? If none of y'all want to turn your back on God, let me tell you a little secret. You ain't went through nothing hot enough yet. See, this world will press you. This world will squeeze you. This world will knock the wind out of you. But if you don't have the, your eyes focused on Christ, you'll quit that fast. And what keeps you from not quitting is the love of God inside of you. And until you understand what Christmas is about, what this is, God's saying, I love you this much. Man, I'm telling you, I can't quit on God because of how much he loved me. You know why I can't quit on God? Because I knew who I was before I met God. I know what God did in my life. I know what he delivered me from. I can't quit. And you can't either. Often I tell God, I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit. There's a many a Monday I've quit after a Sunday. But then about lunchtime, I was like, Lord, I'm stupid. 
I'm just worried about me. God, this is all about you. Church, I'm telling you, it's God screaming to us. Christmas is God screaming to you. I love you. I don't care how, how bad your heart's been broken. I don't care how bad you've messed up. I don't care what's happened in your life. But God is screaming at you through the voice of Christmas that I love you. And it's because of Jesus being born. Gives you a way out. Gives you a way back. Man, that's amazing to me. As I, as, you know, as I was getting ready to, to print out my outline last night at 1 o'clock, well, that's this morning. I hit print, and when I hit print, the printer wouldn't come on. Like, what's the deal? I waited, and I waited. I hit print again. Didn't hit print again. You know, if it don't work, you keep hitting it, right? You can tell I'm saved because normally if it didn't print, I'd bang on it and beat it. That's what always makes it work. I said, what's wrong with this thing? Why won't it do what it's supposed to do? I clicked on the little printer icon, and it says, searching for printer, searching for printer, searching for printer. And a big exclamation mark come up and says, connection not found. I'm like, what's wrong with this thing? It worked before. I mean, it was connected last week. I'm like, why is it not working today? And that's so many of us. That's our walk with God. We was connected yesterday, but today God's trying to connect to us, and he's like, connection's not found. You know why? Because we've walked away. God, this has been too hard. God, it's too tough. Man, to, to spend time with you, are you kidding me? I got money to make. To, 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 to walk with, to talk to you today, God? What? And he died to bring us that love so that we could have that relationship with him. And a lot of us are dead inside because we've lost that connection with God. And you know that feeling inside of you. That dead feeling. That emptiness. You know what I'm talking about? That, that, that place in the pit of your stomach is like, man, I'm forgetting something. missing something that's the feeling that I get every time that I've allowed the world to come in and sever the connection I have with the God that loved me enough to send Jesus to give me a way of completeness and so many of us are disconnected so many of us have allowed life to disconnect us from the love of God so many of us are going through the motions and you've got everybody fooled and you might even have yourself somewhat fooled, but you're empty inside. You got this pretty Christian face on and you got your church clothes on and you're in the right place at the right time, but you got the wrong heart because your heart is to, to fulfill yourself instead of showing God, God, I love you. God, I'm coming back for you. I see how far you went from me. And God, I know I've been uncomfortable. I know, God, that I've been griping. I know that I've been complaining. I know I've been looking for acceptance. I've been looking for love in all the wrong places. But God, today I want to come back to you because I know what's wrong. I know that you didn't move. It was me. 
See, Christmas should be a sign to all of us of God's unfailing love. And it should be bringing us back. That's why we celebrate it. It ain't about the presents. It ain't about getting the, that new Michael Kors purse. It ain't about getting that new shotgun that you was going to buy anyway if she didn't buy it. I mean, I'm just saying, I know she didn't buy it, but I'm just saying. It, it, it ain't about those things. It's about God. And if I really celebrate Christmas the way Christmas is designed by the Father for us to celebrate, what it would do is when I, me and my weary soul would, would come and think about Christmas, not about those gifts, I would be wooed back into the love of God. And I wouldn't stray. We cannot keep going at the rate we're going, being empty. God loved you enough to send Jesus to fulfill you in that area. Church, I'm telling you, Jesus came. Jesus came to tear down that wall. See, I love the fact that we celebrate an Easter when Jesus was crucified. When he was crucified, the wall, or the, that barrier, right, in, in, the, in, in, the, in the Holy of Holies, in the temple, it was a big wall, a big, big, big curtain that was separated man from God. And the only person that could go past that was the high priest. And, and it was a separation there. It was to show the world that we can't get into his presence. But when Jesus died, that was, that was, that was torn to give us full access to God. And see, Christmas is just a sign, should be a sign to all of us that God's given us access to him, total access to him. You ain't got to have a backstage pass. Y'all with me? We think Sunday is a backstage pass. You ain't got to have that. I got, access, I got access to Jesus when I leave here. I got access to him tonight and tomorrow and the next day if I have a relationship with him. But you don't have that relationship. You don't have access. And so many of us, we got this backstage pass we think we have. And we may have come. We got a, we got a, I, 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 it kills me with people who, who meet celebrities. I got a, a friend of mine that went and, and, and he, he met Kenny Chesney. Took a picture of him. Me and my buddy Kenny hanging out. I'm like, man, you just met Kenny Chesney. But that's how we treat Jesus. Or we have this one encounter with him. And we want to hang on that the rest of our life. And it ain't about that one time encounter, church. It's an everyday refreshing. It's an every morning renewing. It's God calling us back, and I don't know where you are today. I don't know where you are, and I'm going. And some of y'all, this is a Christmas miracle. We're going to be done in, in, in 20 minutes. But God has been constantly bombarding my heart. You can come up, Gresham. Constantly bombarding my heart with this: is that that Christmas should be the blaring sign? Should be the should be something just constantly on you, showing you. God's love for you. And my question to you is, do you love him? Not that you got that one-time encounter, but do you really love God? I mean, look how far he went. Look at how far he went to bring us love. But look how far we will not go to show him love. 
Some of us won't even go two foot on our knees. And some even shorter, so maybe a foot and a half. But we won't go that far. Sorry, Mr. Nick. We won't go that far to get on our knees before God and say, God, thank you. God, I love you. We won't even drop and spend time in prayer. But we got these Christmas trees up and we got we having all this holiday fun. Church, I'm telling you, it's all about Jesus. He came down to tear the wall while you still got it up. He came down to tear down the wall. Why won't you give in? He came so that you can have a relationship. Why don't you buy in? Why are you playing hard to get? Why don't you surrender? Christmas is a time in which we just see how far God's going to go. God provided a way for you and I to have a relationship with him. Church, I'm telling you. He deserves honor and praise. Amen. But you know what he wants. See, some of us think honor and praise is us raising our hand and saying praise God. And that is a form of it. But you live in your life as a living sacrifice for God. Sacrificing you for him. Gives him more glory and more praise and more honor than your shallow words will ever do. Christmas is a sign of God's love, but it's also a sign for us to put our money where our mouths are. God's saying, I love you this much. How much do you love him? Today is a day for some of you to come back. Today is the day for some of you to, to really say, God, I, I've, I've known the right things. I, I've known what I should do, but I've not had the desire to do them in my heart. You need to come and ask God to give you that today. Some of you have had a hard life. 2018 has been hard on you. And you lost, it's lost all your joy. You've lost all your passion. You've lost all your focus. And maybe today at, at Christmas, you need to say, God, I want to walk in your love. Not only in 2019, but for the rest of my life. Maybe it's time for you to recommit. Maybe it's time for you to really give it all. So today, if you've never really given your life to Jesus, if you've never really surrendered your heart to him, I want to give you an opportunity. I want you to just be, be bold enough and say, that's me. I've never really surrendered. You talk about loving God. I don't think I have that. I want to give him my life. I want to give him my heart. I want to give him my soul. That's you today. Raise your hand. So we can pray with you. We can celebrate. Not even see me dance. Let me tell you, I figured for sure somebody seeing me dance would raise their hand. Like, I'm just kidding. That brings us back to the reality of this church. If we love Jesus like we said we do, our lives show. My wife knows I love her. Not only do I tell her, but I show her. A lot of times I show her by telling her how big of an idiot I am. 
Leve as não. Leve a mãe de uma seja. Leve a little journey. Say humility shows God how much you love him. When you come to God and say, you know what, God? My eyes have been fixed on you. And I need to put them back on again. I'm, I'm sorry. I've blown it. God, give me your heart. Give me your eyes. Maybe you need to come to this altar and just thank God for what he's done for you. Maybe you need to come to God and say, God, help me be thankful for your for Christmas. Help me be thankful for what you've done. Help me. God, I pray that this next year, I pray that, that if, if your relationship with God hasn't been where it needs to be, maybe you would come and say, God, help me with that. Maybe you'd reach out and say, I need some accountability. I need some help. I need somebody to walk with me. Maybe you would just stop putting up the front. Please stop putting up the front. And be real with God for the first time in your life. And tell him where you are. Tell him where you want to be. Because he says that those who seek me find me. Amen. He's a God that loves you. He's a God that wants you. He's a God that has value in you. So stop running from him. And start running to him. And he'll fill that void. Can we commit to doing that this morning? Amen.